Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of CMD Towers, Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, and my fellow host falls sound asleep each night to a tale from Chulane, Big Tuck. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. What's yeah. that, that? ASMR? It's like that, but just things about all drains. How's it going, Mr. Combo? Oh, it's going, man. It's uh, it, I feel like we had fall for all of one week, this is and now it's uh, winter. It's exactly what I predicted. But I'm up, I'm on board with it. I see you're still wearing shorts. So still, still on theme there. Still on brand. So that's good. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know, how have you been, man? You, 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 you I know new jobs yeah. coming, and, and and I I see the 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 weariness happening. But it'll be good. No, no, I'm excited. It's just, uh, it was just a combination of this last weekend um, in Chicago was awesome, but I was drunk for pretty much three days in a row. There you go. Uh, I was only always wasted. good. Saturday I got crushed, but that was okay. Uh, Get crushed on crush. Dude, did you see that costume, by the way? The no, I did not. What? I nope. posted to the group. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, like I said, I was so busy this last week because oh, yeah, I also yeah. got hammered worry, big Sunday thought, at the Chiefs it game. Good. It, looked it looked really good. Yeah, so that was just trying and then like uh, start, yeah, starting the job next week in my car. It's a bunch of things, but it's all good. It's all, it's all positive, good. It's all positive, it's all positive movement. Yes. Well, so we're hanging in there. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, guys. And this was only able to happen by our fantastic producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here in KC. What up, Squee? Hey, Squee. What up, what up, what up? Also wearing shorts, which is shocking for you. Well, when you live at home and you work from home, you don't really have to go outside. <laughs> yeah, we're just really surprised he has pants cold, on. You know? <laughs> He's not in his uh, Hugh Hefner velvet robe. Right. <laughs> and also want to give a big thank you to the music provided in every single episode by Pink Royal. And hey, guys, stay tuned till the end to get details on how you can win a Sir Gwyn Brawl turned EDH deck in this month's contest. So, Brews and Builds is our deck deck series. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I and our guests have in the Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those Path to 32 decks, but in a cool manner of brewing beers. So, we kind of broke it down into four categories. The first one is ramp and setting your board state. That's the grain bill. So, grains are the foundation of a beer. They include both the base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need a way to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The next one's going to be, how does your board interact with the person to the left, right, and in front? That's uh, called the hop profile. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal and floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like an IPA. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then the third one is, how does your deck actually win games? Uh, or are you just going to sit there and piddle paddle for the next hour and a half? That's the piddle yeast package. Piddle paddle, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh, hang, keeping it straight? I'm hanging out. What do you What do you say all the time? Oh, sitting tight. Sitting tight. There oh, you go. Jesus. Piddle paddling. Uh, Yeasts are actual <laughs> microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds to alcohol content and carbonation. Without the yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then the fourth one, my personal favorite, it's pet card synergies that really kind of don't fit in the deck. They're just kind of there and fun. That's the spice package. And not every beer has them, but spices and additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to kind of wrap up the uh, podcast, we're going to have a bottle capping. we got to cap that beer, which is going to be Big Tux and I's recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under $50, 
any personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction is no lands, which so far we are two of four. Me and Forrest Day Two Wong have broken that. Yes, but Big Tug and I'm staying, I'm staying strong. Staying I, re- strong. I, refused, I refuse to give in. So, guys, without further ado, let's get brewing. Yeah. So, today we're going to be discussing SRAM robots in disguise. It's mono white, it's vehicle tribal, and surprisingly, it doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, that's a stretch I, it's uh, well okay so before we get into this we were talking about this precast it's kind of like I say it's meat and potatoes it's totally meat and potatoes but like there's no other choice right so like pretty much the three white decks that you see out there are either uh voltron with saram or maybe the hound but he's just a worse saram you see or some other white thing like Addison, sure. which is terrible <laughs> so and bad. then you have like weenie deck a la my odric deck right sure. which goes pretty wide or you have this mishmash vehicle deck because it works so well with saram yeah. and that like that's it though and like it's so narrow and i don't know i do you do you disagree like i just don't feel like there's a whole lot of design space in these colors yeah you know i mean i do know that one of the guys from edh retcast um actually has a jeru planeswalker tribal deck oh okay so oh yeah okay yeah so i think here's it's kind of like a previous action Four news episode that we had recorded guys to where white is one of those colors that basically says you're either gonna do artifacts or you're gonna go wide smack face yeah but then there are individual commanders that just do very off white colors sure yes um and you know it's just a it's Either what do you want to do, planeswalkers? You don't have three or four options. You got Jeru. Um, right. But yeah. with SRAM, I feel like SRAM is one that you can, because when I was on EDH Rec mm-hmm. looking at the recommendations, I saw a lot of, well, you can go equipment, you mm-hmm. can go enchantments, you can go auras. Sure. Um, I mean, it's just there. I think SRAM is probably the most diverse commander to where you could go a lot of different directions. But what I would say is with SRAM, you got two decks. You got Cheerios. Yeah. I'm going to dominate and I'm going to speed up this game as quick as I can. And yep. I'm probably going to combo off as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Or you have this kind of janky thing that I've thrown together, uh, which is vehicles. Sure. And just for those playing the home game, uh, Saram Senior Edificer is a 2 2 legendary creature, dwarf advisor for a colorless and a white. So yep. he's on theme. Very cheap. Yep. On curve. Uh, but most importantly, he does one. He's one of the few cards that does this the best in yes, the color, absolutely. which is whenever you cast an aura, equipment, or vehicle spell, draw a card. And that's why there's double the amount of decks of SRAM on EDH Rec right now compared to the number two general in white, which is Avacyn. Uh, but Avacyn's like, so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> there's like 900 SRAM decks, and <laughs> really? Avacyn's number two at no like way, 470 really? or 450. By a landslide. Yeah, okay. by a landslide. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. I, and I, that's literally why I did this, because, guys, I needed to do white for my path to 32, mm-hmm. and I didn't want... The one thing I will never do while trying to get to my 32 one-of-each-color deck is I will not concede, be like, well, I have to build this garbage piece of junk just to fit this color i refuse to do it right yeah you want to build a deck that you actually want to play yeah yeah yeah. because i know that you probably have decks where it's like i really don't ever want to play it but it i had to do it for the color yeah and you've probably dismantled you've probably had one then you've dismantled it now you have something more fun and that's kind of what's like we've talked about in the past that turns into like the ghost of girlfriends past deck where i (laughs) you know i can think of like naya my green white red deck i think it's had five commanders ahead of it yeah and so i try to do i've noticed i was just talking about this today that i've noticed when i was younger 
and my deck building experiences, I didn't plan on having 43. I planned on sure. having like six. So, yep. you know, pro, the Prosh, the Edric, the I think the we even talked about that when you first got me into Commander. I was no. like, oh, there's all these. You're like, oh, nope, I'm, I'm stopping yep, at five. I'm done here. And so, then it's like, I'm stopping at 10. And I've, not- I've noticed is like the longer I've gone out, the more broad paintbrush sure. I paint with. Um, my mono white deck is kind of pretty straightforward. So that's what we're talking about this one today. But I don't know. How did you like, how so, did how do you feel about it from your... From your perspective as like a white deck. Yeah, so from my perspective, I think it functions well. It's basically one of those decks that I really think you could politic well at a table at. Mm. Because what does white do really well is it deals with individual threats. Not, I mean, it does have the board wipes, right. but it's very good at targeted removal. Yeah, sure. But you're playing Vehicle Tribal. It's not uh, yeah. very good. So it's one of those decks that honestly I can sit down and at a non-play group, because my play group has seen this enough, uh, that I could be like, hey guys, I'm just playing SRAM vehicle. Yeah, don't tribal. worry about it. I'm don't just worry draw, about me. I'm just gonna draw a card I'm here. Just, I'm, gonna draw yeah. a car, I'm gonna draw an extra card per turn, most likely, because I'm gonna be spending all my mana. Because right. the curve on the deck is a three six seven, so it's very high. Right. Yeah. But then what ends up happening is you kind of go under the radar and you kind of become friends with everyone at the table. They all beat each other and they kind of ignore you. Right. And then you just have all these vehicles, but only SRAM and SRAM, you know, it's your only creature. So it's like, well, he can only crew one vehicle per rotation. What harm could he do? Right. And then you hit him with that yeast package and then you just kill people out of nowhere. Um, Totally. and, And so that's really how I think this deck works. People look at it. They see a play. It's very medium. It is definitely a deck that you want to play the long game. Right. But it is one where you let your opponents beat each other up, you stabilize, and then you kind of sneak in that win. So uh, one thing I wish we could brought out, we could bring out, and if we have one of these big play sessions, I might, is I printed out these EDH achievement cards that you okay. have, right? And one of them, I think it was, I think it was called Voltron Assemble. You crew two vehicles with other vehicles. Yeah. So you like crew one and then turn it into the other. Have you ever been able to do that or no? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. But yeah, I think so. Um, just going through the how, our housekeeping. Turns out your mana base is pretty solid. Wait, <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. What's the mix of lands here? Looks like it's uh, 100% white on 97% <laughs> white land. So there we go. Nailed it. Yeah, curve is fine. I don't know. I think this deck is a mid-range. It's not a combo deck. Nope. It's fine to go with there. Um, price is for a huge range, 430 between. Yeah, it, yeah, it's between 460 and 640. But that's, all, that's also because you had leftover planeswalkers lying around. I can already look. I can already look at it. You know, like I was looking <laughs> yeah. at this. I was like, I know where I know where this came from. I know. Yeah, <laughs> like I have some mythic edition planeswalkers in here, which is why it shows mythic. the range. Myth. Mythic. It's a mythic, and it is even a mythic. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's why the range is. I think some pick up in Card Kingdom and some don't on accident. Oh, okay. Um, but I think you, you but could yeah, probably no. you could build this deck for oh you could build it for three fifty tops like yeah almost all in right yeah because I mean I got like a masterpiece extra planar right yeah there, yeah and, you know you could get a normal one for seventy bucks cheaper so. yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. so all right well uh, I think without further ado let's kind of get in here yeah uh, I'll kick it off yeah please do uh, with the ramp and the grain bill uh, we're gonna talk. Karn, Scion of Urza. Okay, cool. I had that in there, too. Yeah! Yeah. So, Karn, funny enough, side tangent. You had a spare one of these and didn't want to put it in your colorless deck? Well, I I had a spare one. I didn't think about putting it in my colorless deck, but that's not the point. The funny (laughs) thing is, is, guys, we've talked about a few times how me and Big Talk have so many of these decks, but sometimes we don't see them for months. Yeah, oh yeah. So one of the things that I do, and we have so many, I'm really bad at updating my tapped out. So one of the nice things about doing this podcast is every time I do one of my decks, I actually lay out all my cards on my desk table. 
and I sort them by alphabetical order and I go on tapped out and see which all ones are in there and then make sure that my lists are matching oh, the actual physical one. Gotcha. Okay. So did that for the model Y. Guess what was still in there? Paradox engine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so you're like, you're like hot swapped it? Yep. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is I definitely played this vehicle deck at Magic Fest Vegas after the Paradox engine ban, and I didn't see it. Whoops. So that's funny. Illegal. We have both Illegal. cheated. <laughs> <laughs> so Karn Dynaverza yeah. was my immediate hot swap nice. for Paradox like engine. It. So Karn, guys, is a four colorless legendary planeswalker, comes in with five loyalty. It has three different effects. Plus one loyalty, reveal the top two cards of your library, an opponent chooses one of them, puts that card into your hand, and then exiles the other with a silver counter on it. Whoa, what does white usually have issues with? Drawing cards. And what does that plus one kind of do for you? Draws you a card. There we go. Absolutely. And then the minus one is put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand. Yeah. Well, that seems pretty good. (laughs) Uh, And then actually, the minus two is super relevant in this Yeah, no, it's really good in it, yeah. So the minus two is create a zero, zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. So automatically, it's going to be a one, one. But I counted, I have 29 artifacts right, in yeah, this yeah. deck. Well, and I think that's something that happens a lot in mono, non-green okay. decks, is that you just end up having, there's you have no other way of getting ahead with sure. red packages, so you end up running like 15 artifacts, and yep. you don't even realize it, right? Yeah. But the crazy thing with this is I actually only run one uh, mana rock. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was thinking, well, there's other ways of going about it, but, but it's like it's, it's like one physical, soul ring. Yeah, yeah, soul ring, right? Yeah, yep. soul ring's the only mana rock I have in here. It's just because all the vehicles are artifacts. Right. So when you get those three or four or five vehicles, now this guy has become a six, seven, or eight, and now you can either bash face with him because he's already right, huge. Right, because he's big, yeah. But if you want to keep on theme, he would then crew like oh, you can Speed Racer using a crew over into a vehicle. So yeah, I really and like I, it. So I think what's interesting about Karn is that all three, it's he like weirdly passes both Planeswalker rules where it's like yeah. all three abilities are relevant and he can protect, protect himself. The, he doesn't really pass the doubling season, but I don't think that's the point. Like yeah. I think this, well, because Karn's he like, in, he comes in with five, so he doesn't really have an ultimate. Right, exactly. And you can, and, but the, what's cool about that, like you said, is even if you don't need any more cards, you can immediately minus two and get two mm-hmm. of those tokens, which punch each other up. I noticed, so um, I, again, I've been super stretched thin and everything, but I noticed that this has gone down by like $20. Really? Because when this first got printed, it was right when Brawl got really popular. Oh. And this went into every Brawl deck, yeah, right? So it, it, you couldn't find him for lower than like $30. But no, I noticed now that he, especially he rotated out, yep. he's gotten down to like seven or so. Okay. So I think if you're playing, I think, especially if you're playing mono, if you're playing mono red, mono colorless, yeah. or mono white, I think he's almost a slam dunk in all those. Sure. I know we throw that, I know we're very, we're like Michael Jordan <laughs> throwing all those slam dunks around. But um, for reals, I think he's, I think he gives a lot of value. Okay, cool. Well, what's your, I guess, second one? Yeah, so, um, um, we're talking another one out of this, which actually this makes Karn even better. Yeah, which I just realized uh, we're talking Joyer's familiar. Hey, I got hey, that too. Yeah, so this is a it's a burb. Uh, a burb. We're talking four four colorless for a two two flyer, which isn't horrible. Yeah, because like four colorless gets you solemn. 
Um, and I think these actually kind of fill a very similar slot, right? Yep. So historic spells you cast cost one less to cast, right? What's a so historic spell. It's an artifact, a legendary, and a saga. So what do Give I got? Saga. What, what do I got? Almost thirty of in this deck. Piles of artifacts, <laughs> and but like it's also crazy because like this might this also might as well say your commander costs one less to cast. Oh yeah, which is insane, yep. right? And also you have I don't think you have piles of them, but you do have a fair amount of. Uh, planeswalkers in here, yep. which are good, and yep. and like in white, I think a lot of times they're on the higher side, mm-hmm. right? For the most part, yep. Um, you also have a couple of other like slots of good legendary creatures in mm-hmm. here that that get lowered by it. I think this card does a lot, and I think yeah, people, it does a ton. I, I think people and myself included forget that you think historic, and you're like, oh god, like I'm not going to run sagas with this thing, yeah. But you just forget how many legendaries there are, especially in planeswalkers and stuff, Absolutely. right? You know, I really look at this card in a, two different ways one it's a ramp card for this white deck yes yeah uh, for sure. you know it's probably outside of the 29 artifacts like you said i got a handful of planeswalkers a handful of legends it's probably going to reduce the mana cost including my commander like 40 of the cards in the deck because yeah. i got 35 lands in the deck it's like a big chunk of it no yeah i agree but then on top of that it could crew vehicles I'm, oh, I'm never gonna swing. <laughs> and, well, I ju- and I just laugh imagining this metal bird getting inside this tank. Yeah, exactly. And being exactly. Like, Wee! We're off. So one thing that does stay. So I thought because I I did just quickly look, and you do have legendary artifacts in here. Yep. But it's it just a blanket. Yeah. So yeah. good job, good job, R and D. You didn't fall asleep at the wheel on that one. But yeah, like I said, I think this does a lot in this deck. I yep. think it does a lot of in a lot of decks, and it's thirty cents. Yeah, like pick it up? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> like, figure you know it out. Honestly, I could see that being a slam dunk in a lot of mono blue decks. Sure, because yeah. a lot of those run a lot of the artifacts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any type of artifact matters. Legend matters. This almost was a borderline for me to put into my Sisse searching for oh, gods. Oh, sure, yeah. Because everything's legendary. Right, right, right. Uh, but, you know, I just didn't have a way to get it because it itself isn't legendary. But no, yeah, sure. I really like it. No, I think it's great. All right. So, so I guess for my last one. Are we see. actually going to talk about a vehicle, question mark? We are. Oh, no. Wait, are you serious? Yep. It's a three mana cost vehicle. Oh, no. I'm so oh, Okay. <laughs> Cultivator's Caravan. Oh, yeah. No, this. Okay. This card's really great. This card's and amazing. It's super under. No one plays this card. And I don't it's know stupid. why not. So basically, guys, Cultivator's Caravan is a. It does two things. First thing, you play it. I don't care if you have any creatures on the battlefield. Just by itself, it can tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. It's literally a manolith. Yeah. Like literally. And also for the people out there, don't play manolith. It's fucking garbage. <laughs> it's, it's a budget card. No, but this is a. This costs thirty six cents and uh, and it's ten times better. And okay, so three mana. Yeah. It's a manolith. It taps for any color. Here's the thing I like. Crew three, not that big of a deal. You got a five five. So what happens when it's a late game and your mana flooded? You don't just have this quote unquote mana lift sitting there. That's yeah. like, I don't need this. Now you got a five five beater and it's only 36 cents. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think this card's sweet. And again, uh, there's been times before where you played it. So um, someone at work was playing. I think he was playing my Boros deck and he had this and he had a bunch of one ones that he didn't swing with that didn't have haste or something. So someone's like, all right, I'm coming in with a three, three. And he's like, okay, like crew, like block. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, again, I think, would you, would you say put this instead of manolith? Yeah. Oh yeah. And in, like, in I think, deck? I think the arguments out there, there's a, like, there's a lot of these like weird three mana, add one of any, any color, yep. right? Like dark seal. I think this one's probably better than dark seal. Indigate. Really? It's indestructible though. Yeah. But it's one, it's one artifact that's gives you one mana and someone's going to board wipe after that. I, I don't know. I don't, that one size exciting. There's one called Vessel of, of uh, Endless Rest. Yeah, which where you I, get to put the one on top of your library. I like that. I think that's. Or, be- I, 
is it bottom or top? No, it's uh, put it on the bottom. So, but you can, it's target player. Yeah. So you can like, if someone's playing a graveyard deck, sure. you can just, you can screw them now that way. There's that new one that came out, the Mana Geode, let's just yep. try one. Um, I think. And here's, here's how I, here's why I think you're trying to get with that. Do you, what, what do you think is more important? Scry one, the one time, put something on the bottom of the library, the, the one, one time, time, or have a five, five beater that you can use repetitively exactly. mid late game. I, I agree. I think they're all good bunch of options. This one's the crew three kind of eats because you'd have to play the right deck where you wouldn't be attacking. I, I don't know. It's really hard. I think yeah. this one's, it's probably either this or mana geode because scrying, scrying any way you can cut it is pretty good. Yeah. Especially that card's like 20 cents. Um, no, this one's really good. This okay. one's awesome. Cool. And, it, and also in this one, it does draw you a card too. Yeah. yeah so, so it's basically a mana lith that draws you a card and that can turn into a creature later. Yeah. All right. What's your last one? So I also have one here. Um, I'm really glad you put this one in cause they didn't print a lot of vehicles after, um, Kaladesh block, uh, Weatherlight. Oh yeah. So, four or five. Hey yeah. <laughs> Coming in there, you can hear it. You can hear its uh, wings flapping. I don't know how this thing flies. It's like a butterfly-looking thing. I was just talking about this with someone at work today. But anyway, won't we have, won't we having that problem anymore? <laughs> Remote. I'll never talk to anyone yeah. ever again. I refuse to talk to anyone. Okay, so legendary artifact. Hey, so that's, that's one of them. Four or five flyer. When it's a when it's a creature. Uh, when it deals combat damage to a player, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a historic card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. So, Most likely I'm hitting one. Yeah, I almost guaranteed, right? Um, crew three. So you're losing three power to gain four, a four or five in the air. You know, you could do your Joyer's Familiar in like a Solemn. Yep. Or one other, you know, we might talk about later, but you have a Planeswalker and another creature that generates one ones yep. in a lot of different situations. I don't think crew three is backbreaking. The four or five flying, I think, is nice. It's just really about that card, like helping dig through your deck. You're paying four, and if your commander's out there, you're going to draw a card there. Yep. And then every time it deals combat damage to a player, you're going to be drawing yep. a card there. The only so. thing, so this has, there's another card called Board the Weatherlight that does the same thing for a colorless and a white. You oh, look okay. through the top five. Five. No, yeah, so it does the exact same thing. But it's a one-time use, It's one-time use, yeah, okay. yeah. But my point, so what I was getting at is I saw that happen today when someone was playing, actually, my mom, my mom on a white deck, and I... You know, he's kind of newer to the game. AJ, I love you, but you're probably not listening to this. Um, so I kind of like peeked over and I saw his hand and I was like, like the card he got was good, but the other ones in there, I was like, like it's, I think this is really good in this deck. I don't think it's as good as it sounds. Cause really, oh, okay. you know what I mean? Cause like you're really not, you're paying five to draw a situational card. Sure. And there might be time where you get like a path to exile, a, a board wipe and a land. And you're just like, Oh God, like. I would have rather had any of those besides this vehicle or, you know, this like creature. Sure. But I, I, again, in this deck, you're going to hit something that's good. You're going to hit something that you want. Yeah. Well, which and, will then let you draw another card correct. and go on from there. Right. Well, and then I think, so now that we're done with the grains, one of the other grains that I do have in here is since he's divining top. You're, oh, so it's, sure. So it's yeah. kind of nice. If, if you, once again, perfect storm, right. you, have, yeah, you yeah. have that stuff. You have land tax, <laughs> sensei's and everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And, and you know what? There'll be a lot of things in here, guys, that it's like, there's probably better cards than that vehicle, but it's like, but then if I take out too many vehicles, it's not a vehicle deck. Yeah. I'm just SRAM good stuff. We've talked we've talked about this and we've talked about this at length before. So yeah. Yeah, what were we talking about? The God stack? Yeah. 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 But anyways, that was that was it. I think the weather light's a really interesting card in the stack. Cool, cool. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for that ramp and grain bill, guys. Next thing we're gonna move on to is the how do you manage the board state and the hot profile? Uh, Big Tuck, why don't you take it off? Okay, so this is one that I was actually going to ask you about um, that I was interested because I also have it in mind, and I haven't seen it 
fail or work. Okay. I just haven't seen it. So um, I wanted to talk about uh, Ravnica at War. Oh, okay. So this this card is very interesting. Yeah. I think I think it's very well designed. Mm-hmm. So um, I think this is what they would call a. Well, it's not really a top down design card, but I just read that today for the first time in like five years. So I really <laughs> want to say it. So okay, it's a three colorless and a white for a sorcery. XL all multicolored permanents. I think this goes into a lot of mono white decks. Yep. A lot of them, right? Because Exile is very good. Very it's good. not targeted, right? Yep. So it gets around all that. This card, in most situations, will say, Exile all your opponent's commanders, not yep. yours. Yeah. And that's it. But I, And I think that's probably good enough to pay four for, right? Sure. Yeah, you know, it, it's basically... I. I already have the other pseudo exile and i doubt you're talking about it terminus no yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so i already have that one in here and so you know i mean i think there is another one that is it's like six mana it's like four colorless white white i have it in my planeswalker deck that's a exile all creatures i believe uh oh yeah it's from tommy gawa's block yeah. yeah and so it's like i could do that because technically the, the, the vehicles art, yeah the vehicles well, they say, won't yeah. as long as they aren't crude they won't be creatures so i'll just exile everyone else's stuff or even including my stuff and then we'll just kind of go from there but i thought this would be a cute way to i don't see that many multicolored permanents it's hard. It, I mean, it's but like, very hard. But if you think about like in Gruel, like fires the Avimaya. Sure. Um, there's a couple other or in Squeeze deck all the tokens that he makes. Yeah, totally. So I don't I, make any tokens. What are you talking about? <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's very hard to fairly assess this card in white. If this card was green or red, sure. you, every single deck would run it without a question, right? Okay. It's the only the only problem is white has so, so much many. good yeah. board wipes. I, Personally, I still th- I still keep it in. Would you have this in instead of? Sorry, would you rather have this or would you rather have uh, what is that? Um, the the white staple Day of Judgment or? Oh, I'd rather have this in a heartbeat over that. Oh, okay. the, the one the one that the only one that I'm, I'm not cutting this card. I think I think it's definitely worth its spot. Um, there's one that's like it's an hour card and it costs like six three white and it's. It reduces for each other non-land permanent, and it wipes all non-land permanents or something like that. Oh, yeah. And so you can pretty much get an entire board cleanse for three. Um, yeah, but then that hits but that, your but that's your side, too. Yeah. yeah. And again, until I'm proven otherwise, because I read also read up on this card, and sure. I've heard all things. I haven't seen this card work great. I haven't seen it work horrible. Okay. So until I hit one of those two ends... I think it goes in every mono white deck. That's fair. So uh, what about you? What do you got up first? So my first one, you're going to roll your eyes. I already know it, but I don't have it in here. And you know this. I don't have it in here for the oppressive piece. We're talking Elish Norn, Grand oh, Cinnabite. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink. Uh, so it's a five color list, <laughs> white, white, legendary creature Praetor. It's a four, seven. I'm sure you've seen this before, yeah. guys. It's a Vigilant. Also, oh, I'm sorry, continue. Uh, it says other creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two. The sole reason I put it in this deck is because I do have ways to make little tokens to help crew my vehicles. Oh. And it makes it easier for them to crew the vehicles. That is, the, that is the only reason I have it in it's there. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, this, so for those listening out there, those burgeoning mono-white players... Spoiler alert, this is also not a good commander. So, <laughs> so don't get duped into that one. Um, no, I get it. And I think we talked about, we were talking about this off mic. You have created oh, oh, that, yeah. sna- that Snapple. That Snapple, baby. <laughs> um, I believe you have created, nice you've, you've, you've chosen you. 
probably the best vehicles out there that have value. Yeah. Right. And, and the best cards that go with them. And you can't fill, unless you want to build something that's completely unplayable, in my opinion, you sure. can't do a hundred cards that's vehicles. Yeah. Unless you're doing that to Paula with the seven dwarves that just came out, which I think is fucking sweet. Yeah. But, um, I, uh, this card is very good. I still, it's $22, which is kind of shocking, but I thought, I thought it'd be only, cheaper. I thought it was, I thought it broke under 15 at some point, but it's just a really good mono white card. I don't know. I don't think there's that much to say about it. It's a no. one, it's one side board wipe. It fucks over a some, lot of token decks. Some, fucks, this one, fucks token decks. <laughs> it is a one side board wipe if you're playing against token decks. Other decks, it just makes it into one ones. But, but again, two-twos. but again, it's a it's a creature. Dice to removal. Yep. Has no evasion. Correct. So yeah, and it costs seven. You yeah. Know? So but Jorah's familiar and left, right, and center. All right. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next one? All right. So this one actually, I thought this. I was a huge sleeper on this card until I saw it hold a table hostage. Um, Gideon Blackblade. Yeah! So I thought, I'm guessing you also had a spare one of these lying around. <laughs> uh, I did, and I had this as one of mine. Did you really? Yep. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, colorless, white, white. So I love, we all know that I love a cheap planeswalker, but this one's not A, the best, nor the cheapest, because he's not Tybalt the Fiend-Blooded. But it does pass the doubling season test. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only it doesn't really defend <laughs> itself that well. Uh, that minus, oh, you can read the effect. Okay, yeah. So okay, so as long as you're, as long as it's your turn, Gideon Blackblade is a four-four human soldier creature with indestructible. That's still a planeswalker. Prevent all combat damage to be dealt to Gideon during your turn. Prevent all damage that would be dealt oh. to Gideon Blackblade during your turn. Uh, Not okay, even yeah. combat damage, just damage. Right. Which I don't know why that's that's relevant considering he's indestructible. So the only thing I can think of is like wither and infect, but that's, but that's like but outside I of that's, the thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's like, instead of doing damage, it gets a minus one, minus one minus counter one damage. Yeah. It's weird. No, Cause I think that's whenever it deals damage, it deals damage oh, in the form. Okay. Of, I don't, Fair. yeah, that is, that is weird. That, it's just a weird redundancy thing. But anyways, but that, I think a lot of other ones say that. So anyways, what's so, its plus one? So plus one up to another target creature you control gains your choice of vigilance, lifelink, or indestructible to end of turn. That's not bad. Pretty good. Yeah, and also like you're getting a four four indestructible, prevent all combat damage for three. Yeah, which again doesn't matter as much in commander, but it's still good. And he comes in with four loyalty, but minus six is exile target non land permanent. That's why which I think is he protects bonkers. himself. Yeah, because he comes in, he would come in with eight with the doubling yeah. season. Boom, exile but I would, something. I would say for me, the doubling season is more about like how much how much does that win the game. Game. Oh, okay. that's what I think, right? So, like, Fair. I feel that he he does protect himself fairly well. Um, you can give another thing vigilance, vigilance, which can which can go in, but I've just seen it work where it's like no one's like no one has big enough creatures, right? Like mm-hmm. you have this and another artifact creature yep. that you have that you can sit around and crew. Um, I've never seen him just tick up, tick up, tick up, and again, you know, like what is this gonna do, right? Yeah, he gets that six. He gets to six or seven, and literally everyone on the table is like, whoa. Please. And only, I mean like three turns is a fair amount of time, but like yeah. you're also getting the value swinging, you know, you're getting the value, keeping something of yours alive. Sole reason he's in here is because I can drop him down for three mana. He's a four, four, and he can immediately crew something. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah sure. While he's crewed, uses plus one to make that vehicle vigilant, indestructible, indestructible oh, life right, link, right, something yeah, like yeah. that. Only reason I have him in there. I think I like, I'm still not convinced this is a good card for commander. Sure. Right? Like, I think it's got utility. If oh, it, standard powerhouse. Yeah, oh, yeah. Commander, different story. Right. Because again, four damage is, is kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know. Like, like I said, my uh, friend Ryan played it at work, and I was like, 
you still have that in there? And literally four turns later, we're like, oh my God, like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? But yeah, so I think it, I like, and I love the fact they can crew too, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I think it really works really what, well. Once again, I had a, had the myth of one a binder yeah, yeah. and I was like, you know what? Like I could what crew we- on turn three and then use this plus one to give that thing. Most likely there's not going to be anything out there. Right. So I don't need the vigilance. I'll do lifelink, mm-hmm. you know, I'll net five life, Come back six up. life. Yeah, no, so. totally agree. What cool. was your, what was your next one? Well, so this my last one. one uh, this card surprisingly wrecks, and it dominated. And I'll have a cool story about GPKC. Indomitable Archangel, two colorless white white creature oh, angel. Oh yeah, this four, card's really four, good. Flying and it has Metalcraft. So Metalcraft guys basically get an effect if you control three or more artifacts. So this Metalcraft ability says artifacts you control have Shroud. So good. Yeah. So basically, I was at GPKC. I was in one of the actual scheduled competitive commander events. I mean, they well, don't say it's competitive. You, points, yeah. Yeah, you get ticks and stuff, and people actually like try to pull out their better decks. So I was in this, and I was going against someone's General Tazri Planeswalker deck. It really influenced my Sisse deck because his deck was all foiled. It was oh. all the, I mean, it was like a $10,000, $12,000 deck. I know you're talking. It was like a bigger be, guy, yeah, had yeah. a beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like all, very, a very lot cool of gold, guy. right? Like, yep. like gold sleeves or something? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we had kind of established that me and him were kind of the threats. The other people were irrelevant. But really, this guy was just like a couple cards away from just dominating me. He was picking everyone's stuff off. So I had Indomitable Archangel out there. I had, thank God, um, I had Lightning Greaves on her, oh, so that nice. way she had Shroud. <laughs> but then I had Darksteel Forge, so mm. all my stuff was indestructible. And then, you know, it's like, well, you can't target anything, and you can't do anything here. Um, and so me and him went back and forth for probably 40 minutes just grinding out. Because I'm, I'm white, I was just like, oh, here's a land, or yeah. here's another vehicle, right. I'll draw a card. Let's do it. Um, and so it got to the point, though, that he had to do a loop with Contagion Engine. And he started oh, doing yeah. minus one, minus one counters on all my stuff to eventually kill it. And then he ended up winning the game. But, it, but it, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. You held him off. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I held off this deck that was clearly way better mm-hmm. than SRAM vehicles because this thing giving all my vehicles shroud and then yeah. having a way to protect her. You know, I have other cards, like I mentioned, Darksteel mm-hmm. Forge, that just really make her pop. So, yeah. No, I think it's great. Um, I think there's a fair amount of white decks that are Voltron or, or like even Boros. Like the, a lot of those just have a lot of artifacts in them to help yeah. them out. And I think she goes in a lot. And it's a buck, yeah, I think. Dollar. So yeah, so pick it up. And and for four mana, you're getting a great effect yeah. for four mana. Well, and even that, and like even that, I think it's also a uh, mythic. Mythic. I had really got to start wearing my glasses. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but you're also, and even to your point, like you're still getting a four four for you're getting a four four flying for four, which is a great curve. Yep. So yeah, I'm all on board. Cool. I thought you were gonna talk about this gal or guy rather. And I think you probably have another deck that he might have been in. Mm. We're talking Bremaz, King of Orescos. Oh, I, he could have been in the cat deck. That's what, yeah, he was in mine. I picked up, I picked up a copy of him for on the cheap. I think Woo! he's really, I think he's really good. Mo- he's modern. A, he's a little pricey. I know, right? Meow. Like even even for the foil um, and for the normal one, I think he's still ten. So, anyways, um, one colorless, two white for three four vigilance. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, then whenever he attacks, you get a one one white cat. Uh, soldier creature token with vigilance on the battlefield attacking. That's pretty good. It's also very good. And then when he blocks, you get the same thing. That's, That's pretty blocking good. Blocking that creature. <laughs> That's pretty so good. So it's weird. Like, I think this card is a lot better in more limited formats, sure. even modern, because like a 1 1 creature is way more value there. Yeah. But in this one, 
Crooned away. So because here's the kind of cool, weird thing you can kind of do with him. You uh, you know go to your attack because he has right. vigilance. You swing it like the most worthless person. They're probably just going to chump him. Whatever. Well, it's making that extra cat soldier creature token, and then you can use them to cruise your vehicles for the blocking phase. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. It's just like or do it the other way around. You use him and the thing to block, create those tokens, and then use them to crew well, to attack with the vehicles. So. And we and so we haven't talked about this yet, but there's a card in here called Smuggler's Copter, which is going to be fifteen dollars again really soon. Oh, God, Thank yeah. you, Pioneer. I don't know if you've watched recently. <laughs> it was probably a buck. 50 last week and now it's seven dollars yeah um so cats can crew the looter scooter man so you turn the that, looter scooter that's what they used to, that's that's what they used to call it so um we nah. don't need to talk about it here because everyone's gonna be talking about it on twitter in yeah. three weeks yeah or and you'll hear about it on the action news but yeah so i just i think it's cool i think this is a really interesting i think this card's really good to just begin with right mm-hmm. i think it's got piles of value and in once it. again three mana it's not expensive and the effects are relevant to kind of cruise. Oh, yeah. I would say this. If this guy was five mana with the same effects, I would teeter on probably, probably I can yeah. find something better. Uh, but the fact that he's only three and potentially right. only two with Jahora's familiar. Exactly. Really good. Uh, no, he rocks. Uh, the only last thing I was going to say is that he is from the Theros set. So we might Ooh. be seeing another one of these kitty cats in a little bit. Oh, let's uh, look, at, look at that. But anyways, I, I, I think it was a really cool inclusion. So, All right. Yeah. Is that your last one? That's, my, that's it for me. Cool, guys. That wraps up the board state and hot profile. Now we're going to. Get on over to how do you actually win a game in yeast? I'm gonna start this off. Yeah, please do. Because I got the funniest little thing in here. Uh, I told Big, I, I, I literally texted Big Tuck this when I kind of came up with this idea. So I thought it was effing hilarious. We're talking grafted exoskeleton. Yeah, okay. Because I actually have this on here too. Yeah. So you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so grafted exoskeleton. You can't have tried for the horn here, so you just went with the other one. Yeah. But no, we'll get to why it's hilarious, guys. So it's grafted exoskeleton. Four colorless artifact equipment, mm-hmm. and the great thing is that it does draw you a card off a of strand. Oh, very true. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has infect, which we all know if you get ten infect counters yep. on one person, they just lose. Toast. The funny thing is that whenever this becomes unattached from a permanent, you have to sacrifice that permanent, and it costs two to equip. So the thing that I thought would be hilarious is it's kind of like, what's that movie, Carrie? With like the possessed car and uh, the girl, Christine. Christine. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like Christine. You use it on your crude vehicle. It swings in and kills someone. But then at the end of turn, when it no longer becomes a creature and gets attached, you have to sacrifice have the vehicle. Sacrifice. Uh, it's just what's funnier than dying to a vehicle with infection? I do. I do like that quite a bit. It's flavor. It is funny. Um, and also, if you're in the Kansas City area, I have nine copies of these. So <laughs> hit me up. Um, no. So uh, I like that a lot. I also like the fact that you do have a pseudo sort of Saram Voltron package, a little baby one in here. There's like really? three cards. So I was like, okay, worst case scenario, just slap this on him or slap it on Elish Norn and just go to town. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it is good in this deck. And I hate to say that because, well, actually it's a lie. I'm actually, a, <laughs> I play Infect in every deck that I can run it in as it turns out. Thanks, Tice, for that one. Shout out. It's uh, so good. Yeah, I just, okay, you draw your card and and if you can actually kill someone with a vehicle with that I think that is amazing. And you know what? Yeah. And it's funny because then at the end of the turn, you have to sacrifice yeah. that vehicle. So it's a one shot. It's yeah. not even like you You're can throw right. it off. All right, you won me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm on board. All right, well, what's your next one? So I want this one also is another legendary vehicle. The Parhelon 2? Yep. I actually specifically left this one off my list because I you knew, knew I was going to talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> okay, so I remember when this got spoiled. I was like, what the hell am I looking at? <laughs> 
It's a building. It's like a. It's like Vidu Gazi, the elemental for those Vorthos players out there. Yeah, I've been reading up on it on the flights. Uh, so eight mana. Is that slang? Yeah, yeah. It's not slang. Uh, it's it's eight mana, so pr- pretty affordable pretty, there. Pretty yeah. cheap. Oof. So it's a. Cr- it's got crew four. That's not bad. Which is not bad. And it's got, it's a five, it went, it does nothing <laughs> until it's crewed. And it's also white, which is kind of crazy great. It's a five, five flyer, first strike vigilance. Fine. When it attacks, create two, four, four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance that are attacking. Yeah. So if you can actually, if you can actually stick this thing at every turn, it generates what? Eight? No, more than that. It generates. 13 damage of flying vigilance oh, damage yeah. every turn. It's kind of bonkers. Have you ever seen this card in the wild? Uh, well, I've never seen it played out of my deck, okay. let alone the wild. <laughs> uh, granted, it just came out of War of the Spark. It is only 30 cents. Uh, oh, I, right. I, I don't think this thing, guys, will ever spike because eight mana and any it's type of limit. Tr- it's atrocious. It's too expensive. But <laughs> hey, it's vehicle tribal. Well, like what deck? Like there's no deck that exists with ramp package <laughs> that actually you can play this in, right? Like you're not going to play this in Selesnia. I, I mean, well, well maybe. To- I don't know. Tokens. Well, ooh. ooh, squeeze. Maybe coming up in Reese. Who knows? Yeah. I got I mean, a spare copy. <laughs> Toss it this way. We'll try it out. He'll, he'll flick you over a quarter to pay for it. <laughs> Lovely. I can pay for parking. I can only no, give you a dime. It, it, it's in here because A, it's a vehicle. It right. draws me a card. B, it creates two angels each time it attacks. So therefore, that's more stuff to crew more vehicles. Yep. Uh, and the only way this deck wins is by beating face. So, yep. No, I'm on board. Yeah, so, yeah, literally I'll, checks I'll, every box. So that was my second one. What's yep. your second so one? So my yeah. second one is a sleeper card, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Peace Walker Colossus. Okay, yeah, this one's really good. I was, yeah. gonna, I was almost going to bring this up. But. So it's three colorless artifact vehicles, 6-6, six, six, crew four. It has an effect that you can do at any time. It doesn't yep. have to be crewed. One colorless white. It does not tap or anything. Just yes. pay white and a colorless. Another target vehicle you control becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. So the thing I like about this card is, to me, it creates the cyclonic rift effect or counterspell effect that blue has with open mana during other people's turns. So you can leave your mana open in right. white. They're not. I don't think there's that many board wipes in white that are instant speed. Oh, um, route, but that only gets creatures. Yeah, yeah it's not just that not, many, not that many. Um, so this is something that you can leave the mana open. You got a bunch of vehicles. You just kind of sit there. If you if you got nothing to do, you leave it open, and it's like, well, right. crap, he has a bunch of mana open. But you know, a lot of people will kind of overlook this and just look at it as like, oh, that's a crew four, six, six. I got like five creatures. Uh, he can only crew one of his vehicles. I'll get something through, swing it in. And it's like, well, I'm going to spend eight mana, make all my vehicles right, now, yeah. and I'm going to beat your face. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to kill all, I'll, your, I'll I'm kill kill all your attackers. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like it, and it's three mana. So potentially you get it down turn two turn three and you're making your other bigger more expensive right, vehicles because yeah, yeah. there are some that take crew six seven oh, yeah. eight it, yeah there's one in here that's crew five that's a big boy yeah so well, I, yeah there's one that's a one drop that's a crew six so you get oh, that down yeah. turn one you get potentially this guy down turn two and then you're hitting someone for seven turn three well even even with uh parhelion I mean, crewing two on that is a slam dunk every single time. Oh, yeah. Even though the angels go with themselves, that's just another attacker, another yep. block you free up. Absolutely. I think that I, so again, 
there's no ceram deck that exists without this card right if you're playing vehicles this is in every single one i feel like <laughs> it has to be has right to. yeah no i, I think and it's, it's really 40 cool. cents so yeah, it's not so like it's yeah, gonna so break it's your bank so it's coming in hard all right well what's your last use right, card so this, only, you're, this only deck that you have this in and i just want to talk about this deck this card because it should be or it should have been eratted and whoever did that fucking slept fell asleep at the wheel we're talking everyone's nightmare one drop sarah send yeah <laughs> i love this card <laughs> This card is so dumb. So uh, what this card should say is one drop for a creature human monk, a 1-1 lifelink. Fair. Then what it should say is as long as you have 10 or more life than your starting life total, it gets plus five, plus five, and flying. What does it actually say? Because some fucking moron didn't know what they were talking about. It says if you have 30 or more life, it has it gets plus five, plus five, and has flying. It's unreal. I love like, it. It goes in every. It. it goes in every deck that can it's run white. It's so fucking I've, insanely I've good. I've won so many games off of that card. You get it first turn. The game's over. This? Yeah, it's in my restick. Is it really? For sure. What a nightmare. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this card's the worst. Um, I hate it because it's fairly worded. Question marks. Um, I have no real. There's. I have no real issue besides this. Besides the fact this has broken the back of like three or four games. I mean, okay, if you get if you get this in a land and turn one, you're keeping it. Yeah, it's right? over. Like, oh, there's, yeah, no, there's no shot, right? I've won. I'd say twenty games off Sarah Ascendant right. just playing through my restack over All right, years. Big tuck question for you, and actually for Squee, we're gonna do it to both of you guys. Opening hand. Would you rather have the land soul ring? Land Sarah Ascendant. Oh, Land Sarah Ascendant every time. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Like, like sometimes Soul I look at the Land Soul Ring. Right. I'm like, oh, should I keep it? I'm a little right. greedy. Uh, Sarah Ascendant, I'm keeping that no matter no, what. you're like, yeah. okay, I guarantee I'm gaining it's at least 12 life off it. Yeah. Right? Turn two, I'm going to gain six. six. I'm going to be at 46. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be at 52. But it's and like then I'm going it's out like of control. Like, no, like similar to like how we're talking with the Ninja deck with Ornithopter, no one has any flyers until like turn four maybe never and they're not six six <laughs> right, yeah and like so you're just getting free looks and like big and it doesn't it matters more in the early game but six so six damage on turn 10 effectively doesn't really matter sure. right or usually or usually unless it's like a grind it doesn't matter yeah turn one or turn two rather this is a 12 point life gain like a 12 point life, life thing swing. every single time yep. you know what i mean so i can I, tell you're passionate about this card i just don't own one and it makes me really upset <laughs> uh it's gonna make you even more upset because in the iconic masters i opened up like three of them remember we went through that what? yeah i got three of them one of them was foil we traded them all away you did yeah you were there you went through all the boxes with me you're like oh these are worth some money and that was part of that massive oh, dump right. yeah i thought i was getting you, you might have one more by the way i think i kept the foil which is in here maybe no because i would have marked it as foil oh, i think it's right. in another day it's pushing your budget big tech but i just bought one i think for under 10 what? yeah it says 846 now yeah. so yeah, all right fine i'll get one <laughs> But anyways, that, I just like I we hadn't talked about it yet. I don't know what other deck you have this in. Yeah, I don't. I, I'd have to look. But guys, the cool thing about Sarah Senate, we usually talk about yeast packages. Like, how are you going to win the game? How are you going to close it out? This is one of the few cards in Magic: The Gathering as a whole that can win you the game that early as turn. Yeah. Win. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's like so. it's back. It's totally backbreaking. Yep. All right. Well, my last one, I actually kind of want to change. I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted because I feel like talking about the accidental lockdown. Don't talk yeah. about that shit. It's, ah. Yeah, it's dumb. All right, I'll stick with my original. It's Odric Lunamark Marshall. Hey, <laughs> my command, white commander. Uh, so it's three. Wait, colorless. Have we talked about this one before. We have, right? I don't know. Okay, I mean probably. I think we've talked about the tactician or tactician. Yeah, uh, the or blocking. maybe we, did we talk about this in Saskia? 
Nah, I don't know. Let's keep going. No, Just I don't want to talk about the stupid car lock that you have in here. But that was an accident. I don't care. <laughs> so, Udrick. 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 Oh, that's how they say it. No, hey, Udrick. Hey. Udrick, yeah. Uh, Udrick Ludak Marshall. It's a three colorless white legendary creature human soldier. It's a 3 3. And it says a paragraph of text. Yes. And actually, I do think we talked about this card, but we'll talk about it yeah. again. Uh, it says at the beginning of each combat, creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn. And the same applies. For flying, death touch, double strike, haste, hexproof, indestructible, life lake, menace, reach, skulk, trample, vigilance. So the reason I have it in here is A, he can crew, but then B, once I've crewed my vehicles and we go into that combat, uh, they all, because sh- every vehicle just about yeah, has, has a some, keyword. Has something, has um, some evergreen so ability. And, and, and it's because you kind of have to do that or vehicles would just be street right, trash. Yeah. Uh, so but even here, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at your Mies pack. Your Mies, your Mies. Mies package. One has menace. I'm looking at right now. Another one. Um, yeah, we just talked about the uh, Parhelion that is flying yeah, first strike and vigilance. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, this is, we talked about this previously. If you're running, if you're running combat decks and white, I think this card does a lot. Yeah, I think it does a ton. Actually, I don't know if I'd go as a staple because again, it's you have to have. If you're only running tokens, then this doesn't do much for you, right? Like unless you have something else to, to boost. But I mean, them up. And, and now I will say though, on the token comment, they have started printing tokens that oh, have, sure, that the, have the life link, and vigilance and yeah. stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yep. it's it's not going to be as common as you know. You, I, I would honestly say you only put him in your white deck if. 80% of your creatures have a evergreen yeah, ability. Okay, yeah, okay, I would agree with that. Yeah, so. I agree with that for sure. But he's he's my mono white commander, so Odrix had a I opened him. I haven't foiled him yet, which is kind of dumb. But uh <laughs> yeah, no, I think this I think this thing is sweet. Cool. Well, uh that wraps up how to win the game and the yeast package, guys. Now we're gonna go over to spice. Big tuck, uh not a lot of spice. So. No, but there are I think there are some choicey things in here. All right. Well, you, what's your first? You know for a fact there's one in here I will not talk about. Armageddon. Is that what you're going to talk about? No. Okay, cool. Well, and actually, the beer I got today was called Pompeii. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's funny. Well, that was pretty good. I know we kind of skipped over that, but people out there don't care anyways. So anyways, so uh, Overwoman Splendor. Another- That's what I did. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, damn. That's hilarious. I thought you first. I thought for sure you're going to go with Armageddon because no. you're a terrible person. <laughs> and we'll, get in, we'll get into that in a Honestly, little bit. Honestly, I thought you were going to go with Consulate Dreadnought. No, okay. So I was I was thinking about that one. <laughs> that um, just seems like it yeah, has you written no, over I, I do. I, I almost did a one drop. So we can go over that real quick. It's a, it's maybe, a one. The, maybe the most efficient creature in magic history besides Frixie and Dreadnought. It's a one colorless artifact vehicle that's a 7 7, but it's got crew 6. 7 11. 7 11. Thank you. It's very open 24 7. Oh, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> damn, it, damn it, Wizards. But no, we're talking about we're talking about the card that I've only seen in this deck and one of my own. Yep. Um, so Overwhelming Splendor, six colorless, uh, white, white for an aura curse. Uh, enchant player. So you're drawing a card. <laughs> yep. Um, enchanted creatures, enchanted player controls, lose all abilities and have p- base power and toughness of one, one seems pretty good. Yeah. Humility effectively, uh, can't activate abilities that aren't mana abilities or loyalty abilities. Ooh. yeah. So funny story about this card. I've never hard casted it, but our friend that moved out to California, I, uh, had something, it might have been an Elish Norn, it could have been a Grafted Esso Skeleton, it was one of the really good cards on the deck. He chaos warped it, 
flipped this off the top, landed it straight on him. I was like, well, here's your gift. Nice. And I think I think he was playing his Brea deck. Oh, so it was just like back, that's backbreaking. So what's funny though is this is still like two bucks, and it's because there's, I believe, a extraordinarily fringe modern deck <laughs> that does curses to get this on someone and like really? another thing to lock him out. Yeah, dead serious. Wow. I don't remember it, but yeah. So I have this card in my curses deck. Uh, I can't believe you actually have seen this out in the wild. I have one time and it like locks someone out of the game. Yeah. It was brutal. And and again, like in this card, I think like it only works in a cursed tribal deck or in this deck because you get to draw a card off it. Yeah. Right. But um, it doesn't, there's, it's literally, this is the definition of a spice card. Yes, oh, it has totally. no synergies with anything in this deck. It does draw you a card, let's be fair. Well, we, and I guess if we had Elish Norn out, all their creatures just die. Correct, yeah. But once again, we're, we're talking very fringe. Right, right. Uh, it, I think I just had a copy. I needed a I'm slot. On, I'm on board, like, I'm on board. Put it in. Leave it in, leave it in. I think it's great. So cool. it's a great deck to dump it on into. <laughs> well, that's our uh, spice package, guys. Now we're going to... Head on over to the bottle capping. Uh, just a reminder, it's going to be Big Tux and I's recommendation to cut a card and add one that's going to be under five, under 50, and a personal recommendation. So, Big Tuck, what's your under $5? Yeah, this was so this was kind of tricky, and all of mine are could have been under $5, I think. Uh, all of mine are under 10 Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, I have one that's not. Okay, so I was going to recommend that you cut Spear of Heliod. What? I just so maybe you've seen this work better than me, but Spirit Odds, uh colorless and white white for legendary enchantment artifact uh from Theros. It's a rare. Uh creatures you control get plus one plus one, and then colorless white white tap, destroy target creature that dealt damage to you this turn. I never use it for the tap, I just use it for the for plus the one plus one. Yeah. So I you could do Crusade, which is cheaper if you wanted to. That's an enchantment. Um I've just ever I've had this. This is again one of those cards. Okay. This is one of those cards that I've like had in a million decks and cut from a million decks, right? I can't okay. remember what we're talking about early. Oh, uh, Bo and Naila. Yeah, there same, you go. Same idea, right? Like it, it feels like it does a lot, but in reality, it doesn't do. I don't think it does that much. So, what are you thinking of putting in? So, you already have one of these other ones in here. So, All I right. thought I'd give you a real cheap one. So, for 78 cents, you can pick up your very own Gideon Jura. Oh. Okay, yeah. so three colorless, white, white. Three abilities. I'll go from uh, worst to first. So uh, worst, it's actually from the bottom to the top. Until in a turn, get injured, becomes a 6-6 six, six human soldier that's still a planeswalker. Prevent all damage that be dealt to him, right? So for zero mana, you get a 6-6. Six, six. It's good for crewing, right? It comes in with six loyalty counters. Sure. Um, his minus two is destroy target tapped creature, which I think is better than Heliod's ability because it, Heliod's is only something that's dealt damage to you. Okay. This is any tapped creature, right? And then um, his plus two is during target's opponent's next turn, creature that control that player controls attack him if able to. So it doesn't seem, on the surface, it seems like kind of a whiff, right? Because he yeah. only has six loyalty counters, so you're bringing in eight points of damage, right? But like you've talked about before, you have times where you have the ability to crew vehicles, but you don't need to. So in this one, you could force someone to attack you. You don't, so It doesn't seem like you have much. And then you crew your vehicles and can almost do like a one-sided board wipe. And then next turn, if there's none that are left over, you can still pick them off with his minus two. Okay. So I feel like I don't know. I've tried Spear of Heliod in a bunch of decks since this ever worked for me. So maybe you've had better experience with it. But I feel like these three abilities give you more flexibility than just Spear's two static ones. 
So that's fair. I mean, you know, the other thing I like about the plus one plus one on spear and any of those ever uh, or the uh, entire board buffs is we didn't talk about any of them, but I do have several ways to make itty bitty tokens. Oh, sure. Yeah. And and so I kind of like it for that. Um, And we talked about the king, the king, right? And like a two, two out of him is way better than a one, one. Sure. And, and, you know, and the interesting thing is actually I had Gideon Jora on my desk when I was trying to figure out which one to put in there. (laughs) And I went with the Karn instead. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, You know, it's fine. I wish it didn't cost five mana. Yeah. It's a bit overcosted. And this is back. I think this was reprinted. If this was made today, it'd probably be four. Because yeah. like it doesn't, it can't really defend itself that well. Yeah, sport. It doesn't uh, pass the um, doubling season. Doubling season and like the six six ability is so rare that you use it. It's almost like a blank. I've played this before, and other people are just like, "Oh, really?" And like, it's what I got. Yeah. And then two turns later, I'm like, "Oh, you can't attack me anymore because I'm just gonna board wipe you, and all my creatures have are X, Y, and Z are these many things thrown away, like." Do we want to go through this or not? So oh, okay. Anyways, I just thought I thought it was a good fair. Fit. And it's got and it's legendary. So Joris Familiar and the one. <laughs> you just love that Joris Familiar. I'm, I'm hot. I'm white hot on it. I'm white hot on it. But anyway, so what was your, what was your first guy? So my under five, um, and I'm actually gonna cut both of these cards. I got the other one for my personal okay. recommendation cut. But you know, the big thing about SRAM is the Cheerios. Play yeah. zero drop things sure. that allow you to draw cards off his effect. I only have two in the deck. So okay, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's kind of. I think I think these cards would almost be a spice because I'm not doing enough of it to make sense. Okay, but the first cut we're gonna cut a quarter shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was I, I was kind of. I'm yeah, yeah. So a quarter shield guides is zero drop artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus zero plus three and vigilance. Equip three. I, I think I've equipped. I think in a desperate time where I had nothing to play, I've equipped something yeah, with right, it. Yeah. But it's literally there to be a zero drop draw card. Yep. So what we're going to replace it with is something that I think is infinitely better with the way that this deck wants to win. You don't even need to Google this. It's Odric Master Tactician. Oh, <laughs> put the other Odric in there. You are correct. I do yeah. not. <laughs> so this is two colorless, white, white, legendary creature, human soldier. It's a three, four. It has first strike. And it says whenever he and at least three other creatures attack, you get to choose which creatures this combat block and how they block. So basically you yep. say no one gets the block and I just beat your face. Right. Um, the reason I like this card normally in the past, and I think that rule actually changed since I had made this deck potentially don't kill me if I'm wrong, but the legend rule used to be uh, you couldn't have two Odrix on the battlefield. Yeah, even if yeah, they yeah, had yeah. the different yep, rule. Yep, yep. I can't remember how many years it's been since they changed that, but now it's literally, you can have an Odric master tactician right. and an Odric Lunark Marshall, And it's totally fine, which I think is weird and messed up. But yeah. the nice thing about this is that he can swing and you can make all your crew, all your vehicles, and you can just smash someone's face. You could graft a desk skeleton someone. Um, it, it just gives your vehicles evasion that right. white usually doesn't have unless it's an evergreen es- ability. Especially with like how flat this deck is, mm-hmm. right? So when you're going to be swinging, if you can swing in with like four vehicles and him, yeah. then you're like, the vehicles generally are so big that you're just like, okay, I will just dump one. Like they're they're either like big slow guys or they're glass cannons right yep. so you can like swap one out and then have the other one take all the brunt of the damage or not at all right exactly and start, and start picking up people there so yeah okay i'm on board with it yeah yeah i think because it, it, like like big tuck just mentioned a lot of vehicles are just big splashy fat things yeah and potentially you swing in with odric and three vehicles you can potentially one shot someone by that point in the game totally because they could be at 25 and i and guarantee you have 25 points to get of there, damage. Yeah. so uh, what's your under $50? So I, I hated to do it. I'm only cutting one, but this is the one that I just wasn't a huge fan of. So I would cut uh, 
oval chase dragster. Okay. So it's a 6-1 trample haze crew one vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like I've tried to run a ball lightning in other decks before, and it just never works. Sure. Like the six, like this is so good in a 20 life format. But in I mean, someone's just gonna be like, all right, well, I guess I'll just chump block it and take five. Yeah. And then it dies, and you're like, oh, okay. So I drew a card <laughs> off at least. All right. So the one I was gonna put in here um was an artifact called Cloud Key. Okay. So it's a three drop. As it enters the battlefield, choose artifact, creature, enchantment, instant, or sorcery. Spells you cost of that chosen type cost one less a cast. So Yeah. I think I like again, it's kind of generic and not super exciting, but I think again in white, like we talked about, it's just so hard to find ramp pieces. It's yeah. so hard to get those things out. And again, depending on where you are in the in the game, this could easily turn into creatures, right? Sure. And if you draw your Elish Norns and like a couple other utility things, um, most of the time I'm guessing it's going to be artifacts, right? But this also like lowering the cost. So let's say a vehicle costs three. So you pay three, draw a card off Odric. Pretty good. You pay two with a creature and draw a card. That's really good. I think it's your horse familiar. Yeah, exactly. One. exactly. So um, I haven't seen this that much out in the wild. This deck like most decks hurts for ramp hurts sure. for reduction resources. Yeah. And I actually think I have this in my colorless deck. Oh yeah. Yeah. Could be a swap out and put something else in. If you have a spare car and put it in there. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. I, I no, I like it. Oh yeah. So again, it's, it's kind of a, this is, it's kind of a more of a meat potato style card. Sure. Um, but again, I just, I just think it does. I think it would do a lot in here. So what was your next one? So my under 50 guys, we're going to cut, and, and this is actually going to be the perfect representation of the power creep that everyone's kind of talked about how, you know, the, what Sarah Angel was five oh, mana, yeah, four, right, four yeah, flying yeah. back in the day, and now you can get that for three. Three, yeah. Um, so we're going to cut Secure the Waste. Okay. Secure the yeah. Waste is X and white instant. Uh, put X11 white warrior soldier tokens onto the battlefield. We are going to replace it with a card that... It costs one more white, so it's X white oh, white. Is this that? Did this come out recently? If yes, it did. Sport? Okay, yeah. Finale of Glory. Yes, of course. So now here's the thing: it's one more white. It's sorcery speed instead of instant, but I think the upside's bigger. Sure. So its actual text is create X two two white soldier creature tokens with vigilance. So we're going from one ones to two twos, Who's and they're getting vigilance. vigilance. Yep. Then it says if X is ten or more, also create X four four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance. I just think it's infinitely yes. better. I do like playing at instant speed. I mm. do think that's a nice, once again, we kind of talked about how blue open mana. It's like, oh God, what's he going to do? Yep. You can kind of do that here in white with the Peace Walker Colossus. You can do that with Secure the Waste. But I just think Finale of Glory, I would rather dump 12 mana into that than 12 mana into Secure the Waste. Yeah, right. Or even like, anyways, I agree with you. Yeah. Compl- I agree with you completely. Um, way better card. The only one thing that Secure the Waste is better in is Warriors because it's oh, not that. Sure. It's not. It's like there's not a deluge of cards like that. Yeah, but you don't care. Vigilance is key, right? Because you can leave your artifacts, you can leave your vehicles back as blockers. So if you dump what twelve mana into this, so you're getting twenty two damage off that, and then you're getting four. So you're getting what sixty two points of damage at twelve. Yeah, which again in this deck may be a little, maybe a little rangy, but that's a, that is a finale. Like that's yep. a closer for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, what's your personal recommendation? So this isn't going to come as a surprise to anyone, but you need to fucking cut Armageddon because you're a bad person <laughs> who does bad things. The people who play that card, whoever whoever's out there needs it. Whoever's out there and needs to hear this, shame on you. you I know who you are. Shame I've seen you sleep. You. Shake of the finger from Big Tuck. I kind of get it. Sort of. It's just, sort of. You just you just like this card, so whatever. So like we talked about off mic, I was like, I finally found a vehicle that's good that's not in here. And then I looked at him and I was like, 
dirt. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, there was one that I remember getting wrecked at in uh, limited. limited. Yes, of course. <laughs> and then it, and then I was gonna put it in here, but then I looked at it a little closer. I was like, oh, this is just Inferno Titan on. <laughs> On which a vehicle, cut which we've cut hundreds of times. So, okay, so I know you said you didn't have a lot to deal with the Odric ability, but I think there's one card that's that's really good that I think is a better than those zero drops, right? Okay. So that one's called Flickering Ward. Okay. Okay, so one white mana. It's from Tempest. It's a, uh, uncommon. You might have opened it with those boosters, not even on it. So Enchant Creature. So it's an aura. Oh, yeah. So you draw a card. As it enters the battlefield, choose a color. Enchant Creature has protection from the chosen color. Yep. This effect doesn't remove it. And then for another white, you can bounce it back to your hand. Yep. So basically pay two mana, draw a card. Worst case scenario, two mana, draw a card. Yep. Best case scenario, this will help you push through. Like that's a, I mean, if you slap this on a Sarah Descendant, they're getting through dragons. Yep. You know, they're getting through a lot of different things. Okay. So again, it's two bucks. Um, Saram is a difficult commander to play around because there's, like we talked about up front, there's so many different decks and there's so many cards that are really good with him yep. that you kind of have to betray. You can't, you can't have it always, yep. right? Like, if you do try to do vehicles, auras, and... Yeah, you're going yeah, way too thin. Yeah, way too thin. Um, and equipments is the last one. But I think I feel like this one is good enough in white. Like, if there's just a white card that was like, pay two, car, pay two white, draw a card, return this card back to your hand. Oh. I would be in, yeah. everyone would be salivating. It'd be like yeah. $40. So Absolutely. I decided, I, again, I hate Armageddon. I hate Mass Land Destruction. So I thought this was I thought this was a good swap in. But what do you got? <laughs> All right. So mine, I'm cutting the other zero drop, uh, which is oh, sure, Cathar yeah. Shield. Yep. Literally the exact same thing as a quarter shield guide, zero drop artifact equipment. Quick creature gets plus zero, plus three, and has vigilance equipped for three. I'm actually gonna add a I think it's a white staple. Um, and I've only recently started hearing about it. Endless horizons. Three colorless white and enchantment. Oh, yeah, this card's sweet. Yeah. yeah, when it comes into play, search your library for any number of planes cards and then exile them from the game, then shuffle your library. So it's like, well, why would I want to do that? Well, the second paragraph of text, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a card you own removed from the game with Endless Horizons into your hand. So I think there is some downside yeah. because you could exile all your planes and then someone could just blow well, up. Endless they, I've seen, and I've seen it like so. I have seen this card played not a ton, but a fair amount before. And I've seen someone just get boned like that real bad. <laughs> so the way that I see this card getting played in my deck is I don't have a way to tutor for it. So I'm yep. not going to be able to go find it when I need it. But there have been more times than not, like I kind of talked about earlier, to where it's mid to late game and I'm just planes top deck yeah here planes. you go yeah yeah um and i just can't get out of that so i think just being honest i'd probably only play this card once i have probably seven to nine right. lands it's probably going to be my end game card because at that point i do not need the lands uh but you know it would be nice to put one into my hand every so often now i have heard some kind of methodologies where it's like well go in, you count your basics, and you exile 60% of them, leave 30% yeah. in as a just-in-case. The way I look at it is if you're going to exile 60% of your lands, you might as well just get rid of them all. What's it really going to do? But at that mid-to-late game, it's going to thin out my deck right. so much that I'm going to be able to get to the bombs to hopefully win. Well, if you only have, if you have 70, if you have seven lands out, no one's going to burn something on this, right? Because they're just like, all right. That's well, very true. Yeah. So I think, I think if you play it mid-game or earlier, there is that thing. Like if you burn, it, it really sucks though, because I've seen it go both ways. Like I've seen someone get every single thing and then get blown out. I've seen someone get every single planes. And no one and, cares. Yeah. No one cares. Like, all right, great. Like, congratulations. <laughs> you can't, congratulations. you literally can't ramp yourself. Like if someone path the exiles your creature, you're not getting ramped, right? Yeah. That sort of thing. 
And I the best one I saw where someone had five lands out and he like got I can't remember how much it was, but he got just enough where I was like, Do I really want to burn? Oh, okay. Do I really want to burn or I got like on this? twelve or it was, 15. it was I can't remember what it was. And he even like top decked one or two. So he even felt like like I was like kind of felt bad for him. Yeah. But it was like, but it was like perfectly played because you were just like he just kept hitting lands every turn. And, and once again, this is an enchantment, which are very hard to get rid of. So totally. I want to use my like maybe one of right. two enchantment yeah, removals totally. on And this. I was like, I, I don't know. It was like a pro play. So I, cool. I can't remember what the ratio is, but I would assume for most times it's all of them. And you yeah. know what? For nine ninety nine, I this it's is pre- it's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good. So all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the yeah, bottle capping, yeah. guys. Uh, thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about November's giveaway. We're going to be giving away a Sir Gwen Brawl deck turned into EDH deck. To enter, it's extremely simple. Find uh, Big Tuck, a ginger lady friend, so oh, you yes. can finally get on Twitter. For real. Do it. I'm dead serious. If there's a redhead gal who retweets Big Tuck on Twitter, hashtag, I will get on Twitter the next day. Yeah. I'll find one. Guaranteed. <laughs> uh, but you can also just help promote the podcast on the site. Uh, you're going to get an entry for every single thing that you do. For example, liking, sharing, reposting, tweeting the episodes, debuting this month in November. Follow our Twitter accounts, like our Facebook page, uh, which literally our October winner did like the Facebook page. So it is something that gets it, even though we have all of 25 people on that. Uh, but what? what but most importantly subscribe to the podcast we're going to announce this november giveaway on mtg action for news december 2nd and social media soon after and yes i know what you're thinking we're going to be doing a giveaway every single month it could be a sweet deck like this or it could be a sweet card like that foil artist proof expropriate uh we're actually having a twitter poll out right now uh and get your votes in on whether or not you want us to build for the december giveaway a kind of fun janky deck that big tuck and i'll kind of put our heads together for or we could do a Big Tuck God of Brews or a Mr. Combo number five God of Builds. Um, and of course, the 99 will be legal. It'll just be our fun card uh, as the commander. Based on what you guys send us, we're going to build it and we aren't going to spoil too much, but they will be worth minimum 250 bucks at the time that they're built. So they won't be straight trash. It'll be something you can definitely go to your LGS and play. But you know what? Leave us feedback uh, wherever you're listening on. So, you know, if we totally suck, let us know what we could do better so we could potentially ignore your suggestions. Um, <laughs> but if you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave some positive feedback and, uh, you know, whatever star review makes the algorithm and the interwebs make other people find us as well. If you'd like to reach out to us and find more ways to enter the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. It's all spelled out except for the five big tup. We just kind of went over it, but where can they get you? Still can't. Still looking, can. I'm looking for my lady. Just so, looking for my lady. Hashtag Big Tuck on Twitter. Uh, you can reach the main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Go to the website, www.cmdtower.com. You can also find us on Facebook at CMD Tower. You can reach uh, me on Reddit at Mr. Combo number five uh, and CMD Tower as well on Reddit. Uh, you can email us at cmdtower at gmail.com. And you know what? If you want to engage our awesome production team for your own future projects, how would they do that, Squee McGee? Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records, or you can find me at richchaosrecords.com, or now you can find me at Dear Squee on oh. Twitter as well. Awesome. Um, you know, he does music podcasts. He has a full studio here in the Kansas City metro area. Of course, you can send in his own audio files. That's literally how we did Jason E. Alt and last week's Brews and Builds um, and a couple weeks ago, the MTG Action 4 News. So he can do stuff remote. He can do stuff locally. Um, he's also going to be doing a couple article series that are going to be premiering on the site. Uh, hopefully by the time this airs, we, we kind of have that going, but you know, uh, we do have lives outside <laughs> of the basement. Um, but one will be a... Dear Abby-ish article called Dear Squee, where you can do hashtag Dear Squee on Twitter. 
give a magic related problem and he'll give you his two cents on kind of how to address that even if it's not magic related that's all right <laughs> i'm happy to give you advice it may not be good but i'll give it yeah he does have a magic eight ball sitting on his desk so if it's not magic related he's going to shake yeah. it and write will, down I'll whatever make, it says i'll make it <laughs> um and then the other article will be to winter orb or not to winter orb where he picks a staxi card and talks about how does it affect the game how does it affect the relations at the table and how does it affect it when you actually leave away from the table so uh, and of course, you know, thanks, Pink Royal. We love the yes. music at the beginning and the end because uh, uh, me and Big Tuck are not that good at producing music no. on our recorders. No, no I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, Big Tuck, any last thoughts? No, man, another good, another good one in the book. So, still looking for Mrs. Wright out there on the Twitterverse. <laughs> and I'm just looking to hit that bathroom because I got to pee. See ya. See ya.